0: Welcome back to the Film Tech Podcast, everybody. My name is Ron and I'm here with Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about probably like the biggest movie of, like of the year. Of the year, yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Hells yeah. Which I've heard people call it Avengers Infinity Wars. And fuck you if you call it Avengers Infinity Wars. They call Wars. it what? Infinity Wars.
1: Oh, they call it the Infinity Wars. Is this there's multiple battles, yes. multiple wars happening at once? Yes. Yeah, there's I've not. S-
0: I've heard five people today at school say Infinity Wars, uh. and it shouldn't bother me. It really shouldn't. Yeah. But, it,
1: it, it did does. They, but did you correct them?
0: Uh, I wasn't in the conversation. Uh. I was just walking by. Yeah. So I couldn't just be like, "It's it's war. It's, it's, it's a it singular war.
1: Singular war. It's
0: <laughs> two. It's one, but it's two parts. But it's one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, catch uh, up, condiments. We are back in yeah. here.
1: The ketchup, the mustard, relish, salt, pepper, mayonnaise, paprika, paprika. Hummus. yes. much is a condiment. That's a condiment. All of that shit. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I've got some things that I want to talk to you guys about because it's been eating me for about a year, okay. for about a year, because the conversation that, and this is a number of parts of this conversation, yeah. but um, all right, guys like I I hear like whenever you have a conversation with with someone about art so mm-hmm. that can be music can be movies television culinary you know anything yeah, you know about painting, art
2: anything no. yeah
1: yeah and and the thing about this is is very um in a way, it's, it's hard to put it in a box and say what is good and what is bad. And right. then you hear a lot of people, especially with movies, they're saying, well, um, the, the, the Academy Awards, like they don't know anything. They're trying to say that these movies are good, but I didn't like any of those. Those aren't even good movies. Right. I'll tell you what a good movie is. And that's what I want to break down is that word good. Yeah. Is you know, good can be your enjoyment, how mm-hmm. much you're enjoying something. But there's a different thing that I've been talking about for a while, and it's quality. You know, something being good versus being quality. You know, you can, you can. There, there can be like a bumpkin that says, "You know what's really good? You know what some good food is? Taco Bell." (laughs) <laughs> you know, and and that and that is fine because to this person and their experiences, this is good to them, and right. they can tell people that it is a good meal. But then when I break it down, that is not quality food. In fact, that is not food at all. Right. You know, so you can call it good, but it is not quality. Now, this is there was a uh, a issue with. Uh, I, I well the quiet place mm-hmm. that that we both pointed out a few things with the yeah, quiet yeah, yeah. place and the quiet place is a quality movie the quiet quiet place is good it's not yeah, a yeah. terrible movie it's not going to get Oscar nominations it's thing, a super well made film but it's, film, yeah,
0: it's, but it's obviously got, it's problems. got problems it's got some yeah. problems
1: you know but um the issue I have with uh, certain things, and I'm going to get back to my my good and quality thing. It's all going into one thing. You do but, your um, thing. I'm
0: just drinking coffee.
1: <laughs> but the uh, the thing with this, so um, at work, I told a guy about um, the problem that I had with the quiet place. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, uh, the well, number of problems. The, the issues right. that I had with the quiet place. And um, he took it in and he was like, you know what? I never really thought about that. Right. You know, alright. But then he walked away a little bummed and the interaction made, it felt like I'm the person that's telling you why this isn't a good movie. Right. And instead I'm just saying these are the flaws with this movie. Not that it's not good, not that we didn't enjoy it, not that we can't love it. Yeah. You know, it, it made me feel like, and this it continues to make me feel like, you know, since we've been doing the show and critically looking at movies with a critical eye, you know, that I'm the goddamn Grinch that's still in Christmas. You know, or, or um or the kid in um in seventh like in, in first or second grade mm-hmm. and then say say you're a second grade and then all the kids they, they come back from um, from Christmas break and they talk about all the presents that Santa Claus got them and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah like Santa Claus isn't fucking real he's
1: not real I'm like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about and then you point out evidence and right. facts about why he isn't real and right. then they they, they don't want to hear any of that and then it was like oh well you're just an asshole you're just a hater yada yada and I was like no like that just because I got, I got presents too yeah. I got presents too, but I know they weren't from Santa Claus, and that doesn't make me any less happy because of what I have. But just because right. just because there's something that's not all the way there about something, that doesn't have to hamper, like downgrade your enjoyment mm-hmm. about it. And I feel you like- were right with the word "it's hamper." Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just yeah, throwing yeah, okay, words agree, out there. Yeah, but but I, I feel like um, people attach themselves and to where they get a loyalty. Yeah. They will. Um, they, they feel loyalty to to a side, so they can't see or acknowledge any flaws within something. Now, um, another part that I want to get to with. Um, <laughs> Sorry,
0: I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. like, I know, I, I like, I know the conversation because we've had this conversation several times, like at mm-hmm. least parts of it, mm-hmm. and I know I, I can't help but know that it is related in part. To the fact that we're talking about Avengers. <laughs> of oh, course, 100% it is. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously related to that. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Because I know so. exactly, I think, not exactly, but I have an idea of what your feelings are going to be. Mm-hmm. And I am excited. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to go into the review or anything in, right. in our opening, but it's just very generic. Man. And because that's what happened when I walked out of Infinity Wars. Right. You know, I had some issues, but I still liked it. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. I had a good time. But now every person that I approach, they only want to talk about great, great, it's great is great is great. But if you point out anything, then it was like, oh, you're a hater. Go sit over there. You can't talk with us anymore. Yep. But like, what the fuck? Like, just like Santa Claus is dead, bro. He never. Matter of fact, he never lived in the first place. You know, go ahead and get that. It's like we, we can still enjoy it. We can still enjoy Christmas. We can still we can still have this conversation. We still, we can still be cool. But yeah. they don't they don't see it like that. But um, walk, walking out of a um matter of fact, not not even not even Avengers. This particular movie in general. I want a broad broadscape of. All superhero movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All superhero movies in general. And when you talk about a good superhero movie or a quality superhero superhero movie. There's a a
0: slight difference. It's
1: a very big difference, I believe. You know a good superhero movie? Uh, Thor 3. That was good. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. You know a quality superhero movie? Logan. Okay, well, Logan's up there definitely. Yes. Another another quality superhero movie? uh, The Dark Knight.
0: The Dark Knight's a fucking fantastic. The, movie. the Dark
1: Knight, and the reason the reason I'm seeing quality versus good now, like I said, Iron Man three was a good movie, but mm-hmm. quality wise is not going to be nominated for anything as far as the Oscars. And the reason why, like like look at looking at a, a dark like The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. it was nominated for and won best supporting actor, best best sound editing, best cinematography, best visual effects, nominated for best production, best v- film editing, best sound mixing, and best makeup
0: sorry uh tangentially but uh dark knight was one of the movies that did a lot of like their effects and practical right they did it on camera
1: yes yeah you know so it's like that's that right there it's like when i'm watching that it doesn't matter if i'm watching a superhero movie or non superhero movie i'm watching a quality product you know regardless of any of that another thing that another movie that was similar to that was um spider-man 2 Mm spider-man 2 with toby mcguire this movie won for best visual effects and it was nominated for something or the other else. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you watch a movie like that, you can tell it has both things. It is both entertaining, enjoyable, and quality. Right. Now and, and, and that's that's my, my issue, I guess, watching a lot of things and someone telling me that something is good or something is not good. And I'm like, okay, that is your taste. You know, like just, just like the Taco Bell. It is your taste to believe that this is good. It right. is your taste to believe that this is bad, but quality is a thing that you can't, it has nothing to do with you as a person. Right. Like these things are here or they are not here. I mean, I, I was saying something about the movie Dunkirk and quality, it is off the roof. Quality is there, it's nominated for so many things, but it is the most dull, unenjoyable piece of crap to watch ever. Like I didn't enjoy that, but eight out of 10, and right. it is. But if you ask me, is it, is it a good movie? No, it's not good to me. But it's but is the quality there? Yeah, it's gonna be nominated. Now that's why when I walked out of the Avengers movie, that's the the feeling that I had. Like good, yeah, I I ate it and I liked it. I enjoyed it. I digested Mm -hmm. it you know but are we talking about quality and if i'm having that argument about quality with people that is shut down you're right. talking about my mother you don't talk about my mother like that my mother is a saint she is an angel there's nothing wrong with her and you and, and damn you for trying to point out anything flaw, yep. yeah yeah so it's like that's it's been going back and forth with quiet place avengers uh, any any movie or or piece of art or anything that people that you can't just have a a scale that is definitive of the, this is this across the board. This is a cup. This is water. This is orange. This is blue. The, everyone can have an opinion on their taste for something, mm-hmm. but you can't have an opinion on, not not as strong an opinion on what true quality is.
0: Right. Quality is an objective measure. It is. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's still like the things that you consider quality, can be opinionated some and That's based on opinion. Mm-hmm. So there is some leniency there. Small but, a smaller amount. But quality as a concept is objectable. Like said as yes. a how do you what's the word? Um ob- objective? something uh, objective. Yeah, yeah like a subjective. Yeah. It's it's not dependent on the person nope. rating said quality. Yes. It's, the person rating said quality has a subjective view of the quality. Yes. But the quality has to be pretty objective.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And I, and I think that's that's. I haven't talked with anybody really about this movie. Yeah. And I haven't talked to anybody really about *A Quiet Place*, and I haven't talked to anybody about *Infinity War* mm. for the same problem. I'm tired of the conversations that go, "That movie was amazing," and it's just like, "All right, listen, it was it was great. Yes. Uh, it's got some shit on it. Nah, it's good. It was really good. I had a great time. I I get it. I get it. It's, <laughs> get it. it's yeah. good, but." You have to. I mean, there's plot holes in in, in a quiet place. Yeah. And there's tonal inconsistencies in a bunch of the Marvel movies. You know? And yeah. like, we have to talk about these things. We want to rate quality properly. Yes. And people just refuse to do that because they're so caught up in the brand loyalty and the yeah. hype of the product. Yeah. And uh, drives me drives me a little bit up the fucking wall too.
1: Yes, Next. yes. And I was I was <laughs> I was talking to my friend um, yesterday uh, talking about the movie, and um, I broke it down to like a movie like Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. I was like, you didn't go to film school, you're not interested in these black and white movies or the history of film or anything like that. So if I was to put this movie on and we sat here and watched it for two hours, then you're going to go back and tell everybody that it's not a good movie and that they shouldn't watch it. Right. You know. But in reality, like I said, but that is your taste that it is not good. But there is something objective objectively good about the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason that it is stand at the test of time, the reason like fuck Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But this thing is objectively good. Right. But and it's being bad mouthed as if it it's bad. You know, it's, it's just I don't think people understand the difference between what their they believe that their taste and their opinion means it is what it is. Right. You know, like like I said, in my in my opinion, what's what's the shit movie um uh Weekend with Bernie's in my opinion weekend with Bernie's is good. That's yeah. good. Good, right, it's, it's well, good. that's
0: the premise of the of the concept of guilty pleasure movies, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Just like I know objectively these but movies are not I, I great. I don't think they know that.
1: That's that's, right. that's, that's the yeah. issue. Like I seriously don't believe they know the difference. <laughs> right. that's, that's what the argument is because you're looking at something and you decide that this is good, but the quality is for shit. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like my, talking to my daughter, you know, 10 years old, and then she's telling me that little pump is very good. He's great. And I'm listening to it. Then I'm like, okay, no, this is fun. It is right. good. It's enjoyable. It's palatable. I like this but the quality is not there this is not quality music young yep. lady and you need to understand this you know it's, it's okay to like this but there's a completely different level to where yeah. you can actually have for instance the Dark Knight to where you can have something that is great quality and also in, insanely entertaining and I feel like we're getting to that point to where if The people that that like superhero movies and support superhero movies want to be taken seriously in the movie industry, you have to start bringing more quality to the table. I agree. You know, we can't just be selling movies to 9, 10, and 11-year-olds. And if you are, get good quality. And that's not something I've seen from live-action superhero movies. I've seen it from The Incredibles you see, you seen The Incredibles before? Yeah, the,
2: the, yeah. yeah it's,
0: it's in the first one. Yeah, I love that movie. Love the, movie.
1: Loved the yeah. movie, you know, and that is very good quality. It's aimed at kids, mm-hmm. but the writing and everything about it is top notch quality and it's good. You know, it's, it's I, can we have both so we can finally, like I've I've been a supporter of not Marvel, mm-hmm. not DC of superheroes in general as yeah. a child, as most of us have, you know. But now we're we're grown, we're adults, we've grown up, we're not the the nine-year-olds that these movies are being sold to, right. and 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 even though that it's enjoyable, it's palatable across the board, that doesn't mean that we can't step the game up to where it can be that much better. Yeah,
0: we got to grow up a little bit. Yeah, and 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 this is this is part of the reason why I liked Logan so much as a movie. Yeah, um, because X Men is an interesting franchise because it sort of grew with the people that watched it. Yeah, and it became a little darker and a little grittier. Sure did. Uh, with the people that were the main market, and then so the franchise matured with us, and then. The ending of the franchise, really, by, by at least the X Men story, yeah, yeah. was a very old X Men. He's grown old and weary. Mm. And it's kind of like what would happen if a superhero movie grew old. Yes. You know, like they're not kept in stasis like the mm. way the Marvel
1: movies are. Yeah, or like the Simpsons. Or like the Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> yeah mm. Like
0: they, they've aged. Yep. The market has aged. The yep. depth of the story has aged. Yep. The character, we've, s- we've seen these characters for 10 years. Yeah. And objectively, I can't say that any of them have matured enough. For me to like develop any form of emotional attachment, yeah. apart from like, oh, that's sad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and and that's a huge problem in the in the in the filmmaking of this movie. It's like, I yeah. felt when Wolverine died.
2: Yes, I impacted.
0: I shed a tear when Wolverine I did too. died. Yeah, because I've seen him grow as a character mm. throughout the different movies. There yeah. was a there was a definite focus on the character of Wolverine mm. and what he meant to that particular story that was being told at that particular time. Yeah. And and I, that's for me is the difference between quality, and and sort of candy, you know. Yes. Like uh, I, Ka- I was with Kava. I was talking about this to Kava actually, mm-hmm. about the how like a lot of the Marvel movies are really fun candy to eat. Very much. Uh, but you need a meal. Some substance, yeah. Yeah, you need you need nutrients in mm-hmm. your meal, and uh the, the 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 argument of quality versus how good something is. Mm-hmm. Is one that, I, it, like, it, it's made me stop talking about movies to people that are not interested in making them. Sure. Um, Because I can't have the conversation without sounding like an asshole. I just <laughs> can't do it. Because uh, I was just like, oh, what do you think about, like, uh, what do you think about the uh, Thor Ragnarok? And mm-hmm. I was just like, very good movie, very yeah. funny. It very, very funny. F- it felt weird at times, but... Mm-hmm. It's not, like, it's one of the best Marvel movies, but as far as a movie goes, it's hype.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yes. You can't say that to somebody that just walked out of that theater right. and they love the experience. Like, even, like, we all fall victim to that a bit. It's yeah. like, when you come out of an experience, you're like, whoa, this is great. But then it's like, some people take the time to live with the movie and let that movie live with them for a while and then they're able to like all right, well maybe it wasn't that great but others just want to hold on to that feeling of the feeling that they had in the movie theater and keep that and hold it on and put it in a jar and that feeling is there forever and if anybody wants to come and open the jar and take a a sniff and tell you that this isn't what you think it is, oh no the fuck it is, I've had this in the jar, it's bottled up it's good, it's great, I have it I have that feeling and that emotion and you're not going to change that emotion for me you know so it's just
0: I think that I think I think it's because we and, and this is uh, this is one of those sentences that sounds pretentious but I think it's the idea that we've we've tried to look at movies critically for so long mm. that that mindset just can no longer escape the way we look at movies of course you know so every time we watch a movie we're stuck with going like all right this was done really well really well really well this was kind of lacking da-da-da. Yep. did I enjoy my experience sure mm. but I wish that they had done something else with the other thing sure and and it kind of leaves you lacking so when you walk out of a movie, you're kind of like, eh, "I had a good time," but mm. was it really the hype? And so you feel discongruent with everybody else that watched the movie. Yeah, and that has stopped. That I mean, that stopped me talking about movies for, with several people.
1: I don't don't have that is my entire life though man like seriously (laughs) I don't my life as I've said many times on the show is watching television shows and watching movies uh, podcasts and taking in content Mm -hmm. like that's my whole life that my daughter my girlfriend doing podcast work like my life revolves around that so if I'm around people I'm the only thing I have to talk about is content right you know so it's like I have to have these conversations and it's really just it's hurting me to feel like the villain and the person that is making tr- – it, it feels like I'm intentionally trying to make someone feel bad or right. at least it feels like they think that that's what I'm trying to do to them. Right. You know, but I'm just like, no, why can't you use your full vision? You know, Why do you have to have tunnel vision to where you only see one thing? Why can't you look at the whole thing? We can look at the whole thing together.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I think, it's a, I think it's these people fall really victim to the marketing. Oh, yes. Whatever it is they're watching, True. you know, like if the marketing tells them that it's the most amazing thing they've ever seen, it's the most amazing thing they've ever seen, mm. and that's fucking it. Yeah, you know, like I, I think I, th- I think it comes from a place of cynicism when, like, when we look at the marketing and it was like, "Is the most amazing thing we've ever seen?" And we kind of go like, ah, "Is it?" Mm. Uh, the people that have the ability to question that level of marketing, yeah, are the kind of people that would go like, ah, "All right, listen, it was good, but hold your fucking." <laughs> Horses, I, I, also, right?
1: I also don't think people care for quality. I don't think the general think so, audience yeah. cares for quality. Like, if you watch The Revenant, I think the general audience is like, why do I got to sit through two and a half hours, you know, of this kind of boring, slow movie? Right. You know, but if someone with a keen eye, they can see. All the check marks that they're checking off that you can't take points away from. There's so many that the director was amazing, the acting performance was amazing, the writing was really good. You know, the 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 location scouting. Like there was so much right about it, but those things don't do anything for the general audience. Right. You know, so it's like that's not funny. That's not in your face. That's not action. That's not keeping your attention span that only lasts thirty seconds. You know, so it's like for a lot of people that is not a good movie. Right. You know, but the quality is
0: fucking a one. This is a. I was having a conversation. I don't remember who the fuck it was, but I was having a conversation about this, about people that can—they don't have the disconnect between like d- liking this versus what it what it is what it is. Yes. you know, like pe- like, and, and I'm just repeat, I'm just kind of repeating myself, but the, the the idea is just that because you like something, it doesn't mean that it's good. Yes, it just means that you like it. Yeah, and vice versa.
1: If just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's bad. Just because you do like something doesn't mean right. it's good. It's like I go by only the objective things of quality. Now if the quality is shit, then it doesn't matter how good it is to me, then it's just a shit quality movie. Right. It just is what it is. And as
0: much and, and like and to make a point, like as much as I hate four hundred blows as a movie, because mm. I genuinely disdain that movie, it's I mean it's well made. It's well put together. It's one of the
1: most well-made, yeah. like, well made. Like go listen to the show. I'll right. F- yeah, we've been in. over this. <laughs> yeah.
0: But as much as I hate that movie, I gotta acknowledge. Like it's in the Criterion for a reason. It's well made. It told the story it wanted to tell the way it wanted to tell it. Yes. It it just didn't hook me in, and mm-hmm. I was not I was not that, the
1: fit. Like so, that was for your yeah. person your personal taste. You know, it's right. like but. I get upset when someone takes their personal taste, and then, like, if you went and told everybody that you know to never watch 400 Blows, and then they don't watch one of the most well made pieces of cinema in history, you know, because of someone's opinion. And it's, it's like, You can have, you can look at it both ways. You can have, this is my opinion of it, and then this is what it is. My opinion of sushi is it is bullshit. And if I go out and tell everybody, tell my daughter, don't ever eat sushi because it is whack. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. I tried it, and it's bad. You don't need to try that. But there's a different thing. You have to understand objectively, this is a very, very good piece of culinary art. Mm -hmm. You know, is what it is. But I don't enjoy it. It's not for me. But I can't go around telling people, nope, one out of of ten sushi, zero. Yeah.
0: But try, say what you think. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like, you have to and like like follow that. You, you you know, have like, to, I hate it. Yeah, you try. It.
1: I, I think we you also have to be like I said, be able to acknowledge the quality, right? Yeah. You, you know, it's even even if like I don't like something, I have to acknowledge the quality. In the the Dunkirk reference, don't never gonna watch Dunkirk again. Right, never gonna watch it. But I have to acknowledge that it's an it's an eight eight or, eight or half because mm-hmm. the quality like you can't take anything off of it like as far as quality and it is just agreed you know this eh. is
0: a this is also part we're in the digital age so everybody yeah. now has access to start a blog start a youtube channel start a, a listing start a oh, reddit yeah. post everybody now has that ability yeah which has saturated the critic market oh, with yeah. people that don't understand mm-hmm. that Difference, of course, and people that are caught up in the like the minutiae and the fan hype and the blah, whatever the fuck it is,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and it becomes this hodgepodge of sort of toxic fandom, sure,
2: yeah. which
0: is like if you're not part of the club, then you're just out, and yeah. then you, your voice doesn't matter. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's a huge, and that's my move. That's my problem with movie reviewers I've talked about this before. Mm. I hate movie reviews online. Um, because a lot of them are written by people that don't know how to communicate quality. Mm. They just know how to communicate how they like a thing, yeah. and they don't explain it, and they just they just say it.
1: I mean, this is, I've I think we have a little bit of a yeah. different opinion, uh, slightly on this, but I mean, from how my view of it is, I don't care about the person. And that's the same thing with, with on the shows, like anything that I say is not about me. I'm gonna tell you what it does. Right. These are the facts. And as, and that's what I look for in a movie review. These are the facts. Like I don't know you from Joe or Tom. Like when, when I'm gonna to go to someone someone's opinion, it's gonna be someone that's been doing it for ten years plus. That's right. why I go to the Siskel and Ebert, you know, I mess with that really hardcore because that's a website that had two guys working for it for a long time. Right. It's now, you know, sourced out, lots of people write for it. Yeah. But it's still a, a very credible source in my eyes. So, I mean, give me the fucking facts. Tell me what it is and let me have my own opinion. I right. don't know you. I don't know Jim. I don't know Sally. Like, your opinion, could you could be the same Taco Bell person telling me that the Taco Bell is good. Yeah. Give a fuck that that it should taste good or that you think that it's good. Tell me what it does and then I'll decide if it's right. good.
0: It, it, and that's what it takes. It takes a certain knowledge of the language. It takes a certain knowledge of, like, the tropes. And, like, you have to be able to break it down into core elements Yes, and then sort of put it back together Yeah, and then see how those pieces fit together for like a whole experience yeah. instead of just saying like, I like this, I like that, I like the other thing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Just tell me you like those things. Mm. Tell me that were effective, but tell me the things also that were the problems with it. Mm. Because if you, I, I feel like a reviewer should acknowledge the the good, the bad, and sort of the in between. Sure. Because that way, you're not telling uh, an audience that you hated the movie. Mm. You're telling audience, like, listen, these are things that yep. happened. Yep. These are how they made me feel. This is why I think they made me feel. Mm. Draw your own conclusion from my review instead of just absorbing information, mm. which is what I think a review should do. It's what a critic should do. Right. A critic should provide you with enough information to you to go, like, okay, I'm interested in finding out if this guy and I share the same opinion. I don't like that. Um, don't uh,
1: like that's that's 180 for me because, like I said, I don't know Jim J- Jan well, I'm Sally. Talking, I'm talking
0: about any you know, reviewer. Like but, it can be any reviewer. Like it can be Roger Ebert. Like yeah. if, even when I read Roger Ebert, yeah. like I know if I if, if let's say the review was actually written by Roger Ebert
1: from the old ones from the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Like
0: I kn- I know that he is a great film reviewer and he's one of the best critics of all time yeah however when i read one of his reviews i go like all right he said this he said this thing this is why he said it yeah i'm gonna watch the movie i'm gonna find out if i agree with roger ebert or not mm. and and by doing that if i agree with what he said or i agree with, or don't agree with what he said i can then start to form my own pieces as to like okay i can see why he agreed and i can see why i disagree and then that contrasting of opinion tells me something about the movie experience and i understand yeah. it better that way, as a as a movie, you know, watcher and a critic, this- but I'm not saying like uh, like uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm not saying like you know, not every movie that you watch has to be with a purpose or to confirm if you agree or not with a reviewer. Mm. Um, but I feel like that experience of going like, he agrees with this, he says this things but- and I agree with that. It ha- that's an experience, like. Well,
1: That's why I go to Roger, the the website. I mean, unless they've done something different Mm -hmm. like recently, but he never would say, I like this or I didn't like that.
0: Well that's in the subtext. You that's know? always in the subtext of the of the film. Yeah, yeah. Of the review.
1: Of the review. But it's like while while I'm while I'm reading, you know, through the body of, of a review, it's like I'm not getting the like I don't I don't know Ebert and I don't care what he likes and right. what he doesn't like. You know, tell me about the movie. Like at the end, if you if you care to understand what he likes and what he doesn't like, then yeah, you can read subtext. You know, right. but I don't care what you like. I don't care what you don't like. Your opinion is I, I just tell me what it does. See, give I, me I the just, news. I
0: just think that I, I know that that's an like for me, those things are unattachable, you know, the, the, mm. they, they cannot be detached from each other. Like the, someone's opinion on something and yeah. their objective view on something, yeah. While I understand that they are two different things, yeah. whether or not they like a thing is always going to be in the subtext of the, the, the objective, yes, Mess of their review, yes. So, like, I can always tell by the subtext if Roger Ebert liked or not liked it, the movie or mm. not liked the movie, yes. I can always tell by the subtext of the review, the language used, the way the sentences are put together, yes. the, the score of the movie. Yep. I can tell what this person thought about this movie even if they're not telling me. But that's what a good reviewer should do. Very much. You have to read the subtext mm-hmm. of the review in order to get their opinion. As as opposed review.
1: to being just a literal opinion. Right. You know, this is what I think about this. This is what I yeah. didn't like. You know, it's like I don't care. Like if, if exactly. I can if I can glean that from the information that you gave me, then fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't care about Jim Jam and Tammy. Like yeah. it's like I've said before, it's like nobody you don't care about Chris Lucky, you care that I'm giving you the information.
0: See, I, I like I think that's interesting because I have an entirely different approach. Like mm. I agree with you, yeah. But contextually I think Knowing what you, as a personality, mm. think about the film influences the way that I would read or absorb information. Mm. And I think, I think they're inherently attached to themselves. I think yeah. that the personality of, like, let's say a, like a really good reviewer, like uh, Chris Duckman.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, he's got a great YouTube channel, and he kind of started kind of dodgy, but he's gotten better over the years. Now right. I would say he's a proper critic. All right. Um, at first, when I started watching his channel, I find that I didn't agree with a lot of the things that he said. Yeah. I, I didn't like a lot of... I didn't agree with the reviews at the end of it. Yeah. But he always said it in a way that made me go like, okay, this is Chris Stockman's review. Mm. I am contextualizing this review in the image of Chris Stuckman. So if he is likely to not enjoy comedies as much, I know that he's probably going to give a harsher grade to a comedy movie than another type of movie. So if he grades a comedy movie a C... Mm. Then I should expect for me to like that type of movie my own way, and then I would adjust the perspective that way. And that's that's a sort of translation. That's a that's an inscription of things. D-
1: it doesn't no? have to be that way, though. I mean, it's like if, if you, when we we've done like two almost like so many movies on here, yeah. but even though I, my favorite things are comedy, mm-hmm. I love comedy. We don't do comedies here. Like we've done like 50. 15 comedies, tops, right. tops, and those are my and science fiction. Those are my favorite movies ever. But from coming on here, I've talked bad about two movies. Like you would mm. not know that I how, how what how I feel about the majority of these movies. Right. Four hundred blows, you know how many times I've watched that since we did it?
0: That'd probably like None. Right.
1: Not one time. But the way that i gave you shit about it, mm. you would think that I love the movie. Right. I don't. I don't. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's like that, that's, what, that's what I mean. It's like you can those things can be separate. Like I'm not watching these type no. of movies in my spare time. And they like, can be separate. Yeah.
0: But the way that information is always conveyed is always attached to sub, subtextually.
2: Mm.
0: It's always attached to an opinion of some sort. And I think if you're a good consumer of mm. information, you sift through the subtext Should and be, you yeah. take it out. Yeah. And then you go, like, okay, this is what he's actually saying. Yep these are the things that he's implying. Yeah. How do I feel about this and how do I feel about the other thing are two completely different sentiments, mm-hmm. but they mix together to form an idea. Sure. To form a cohesive and like a sort of sticky criticism. Yeah. You know, and, and and you can have them separate, but that's not the way that the human mind absorbs information. Everything it, that you say mm-hmm. has, is always going to come tinted with a tiny version of you.
1: Yeah, that's, you can't get around that.
0: You can't get around no, that. so that's true. So, while it's true that you can, like, sort of detach opinion as much as you can and yep. detach bias as much as you can, yep. it's always going to be there in subtext. And, like, a good critic, what it does is he intentionally uses a subtext to communicate the ideas that he wants to communicate yes. instead of just communicating ideas yes. and then leaving the subtext in there. Very much. That's my take on it. Like, I mm. know that you you've liked 400 blows yes and i know the kind of movie that you like Mm. right so i know that if i stumble on a movie that's the antithesis of 400 blows Mm. and then you go like all right chris is probably not gonna like this Mm. Uh, and then when i talk to him about this i'm gonna understand why based on the pattern that's there before you have a pattern of personality Mm. and that is always going to stick to whatever you review or critique
2: and same uh, with me same it's with a me. little
1: d- tough though because like with, like i said I, I go so hard in on quality right. so it's like when i'm reviewing 400 blows like i had to give it like a nine you know and i had to, and, and it's a very high quality movie mm-hmm. you know as so i'm like and it, it's good but it, i don't enjoy that so it's like when a listener is listening to it they're not gonna be able to discern this movie from the next movie from the next because right. my actual opinion has nothing to do with how what the 400 blows is
0: Here's like, I, I get what you're saying, and th- yeah. this could honestly be a whole conversation for like an entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to sort of cut it in the next couple of minutes. But yeah. I get what you're saying about your opinion is completely detached in your mind
1: from. And for the most part, like 90%. Like you said, there's some biases that you right. just cannot get rid of. But I, 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 in my opinion, I, w- I prefer critics, like you said, that have that leave in the subtext of mm-hmm. their opinion and not just outright give me at their opinion.
0: Right. Uh, but uh, what I'm trying to get is, like, like, as a good consumer, you have to have the the mindset mm. to sift through that. You have because to, yeah. even, even when, you, when it's 90% detached yeah. and there's certain biases,
2: there's still your language,
0: 10%. your cadence, your mm. the pattern of movies that we've already established. Mm-hmm. If, like, someone follows me, for example, for, like, a year mm. and they've listened to everything that I've said over a year they can know what kind of movie I am likely to enjoy yeah. and likely to, dis- to not enjoy. Uh, and, and, and they can form... They're like, okay, so he, he's liked in Bruges and Snatch and Seven Psychopaths and uh, that genre of movie. So yeah. if Guy Ritchie makes another movie like that, he is likely to enjoy that movie. So I know that if I want to curb my, my my enthusiasm of his review for that movie, I got to take into consideration that he is... A subjective fan of that concept. That's. I mean,
1: that's, um, that's yeah. kind of how we differ a little bit. Because when when you're reviewing something, yeah. you put your opinion on it, and even though like 400 blows, mm-hmm. like. That's why we had to go back and forth so hard, because I'm like, mm-hmm. how as a film school critic, can you say this is a four out of a ten when all of the quality things are there? So right. it's like somewhat, like I said, if they were following you for a year, they know what kind of movies that Brian likes and what kind of movies Brian doesn't like. Mm-hmm. If they're following, you know, a year of me, they know what kind of movies I like, and they think that I like quality movies, Right. you know, because I'm rating quality movies high and movies that don't have good quality low. Right. But in, in reality, I like bullshit movies that are not good, yeah, you know, same. but you but they would not know that, you know, because I try to keep my opinion as far away from it as possible and right. to be objective with people.
0: I think, that, I think that's the difference because I, li- I think we have the same idea. Yeah. But I like to use the opinion side of the idea mm. to my favor. Like sure. I want people to communicate. This is what you need to know. Now, this is what I thought. Yeah. And, and I like that distinction because it gives them the information. Yes. But then it also, if you're interested in the personality aspect of what I thought about this movie, we can have a conversation with my opinion. Yeah, no, there's, there's
1: nothing wrong with that at all. No.
0: Right. And, and, but I think that's the difference between ideas, mm. like between critics. And I think a lot of critics don't have that, like, either detach themselves entirely as much yeah. as possible yeah. or, or or differentiate between facts and what their opinion is. That yeah. doesn't exist. No. And my approach is I like the idea of having opinion, personality-based opinions, mm. uh, because I think the personality of the reviewer is like half of the reason why you're watching that review, especially yeah. uh, now in, in today's culture, at least. I mean, I don't, t- I'm, insane,
1: yeah. I, I don't have the, like, I've, I don't think I've ever watched maybe maybe two film reviews. Maybe you send mm-hmm. me something, right. but I never in life have sought out to watch someone talk to me about a movie. Yeah. Like, it's generally just read somewhere, you know, but... Like I said, you, you're the... See, I'm the guy. Like, I, yeah. I know
0: that culture. Because yeah. there's so much content out there. We have to be selective with what we watch. Mm-hmm. So you have to sort of immerse yourself in that culture if you're going to enjoy content in the digital age uh, in some form or, or, or another. You, know, yeah, yeah. you have to inject yourself in that culture. Yeah, if
1: you if you're if yeah. you're watching these videos and then just taking it at face value right. and like I said, not separating the opinion from the actual objective truth from something, then yeah, that can be very damaging to a lot of consumers. Yes, I you can. You know, and it's like I can't just tell people to cut themselves off from it because yes. I mean, I wasn't born into getting my information. You know, spoken to me through a video. Mm-hmm. I was born into reading it from a newspaper and then you know from just reading it on the internet. Right. You know, so it's like it's the the
0: the, the way the we absorb information yes. is... In tr- and I'm it's right coming. in the middle of those, of both of those yeah. like periods. Yeah, I am right in the middle of like reading thing and forming your own opinion, and then being told someone else's opinion mm. through content. Yeah, so I know the dissonance accurate. It, it's a weird dissonance if you're yeah. a consumer in the culture. Yeah, because you want to find somebody that agrees sort of with your opinion mm. and follow them so that that way. I think you can sort of counteract the bias a lot more if you find someone with a similar opinion. Mm. Then you you can counteract the bias by going, like, okay, we have similar taste, so what I'm getting from him is going to be things that I agree opinion-based, but I'm interested to see what he hears about the fact because that might be different. Mm. And then you, if you're a good consumer, you go for the the, the the someone that matches your opinion, and then you find someone that completely destroys your opinion. That would be nice, yeah. And then you sort of pick from those, and then you put them together, and boom, you have sort of a quality estimate of what you're expecting. Yeah, That's the way that I read reviews. Mm-hmm. I find a review from a reviewer that shares my taste, mm-hmm. and then I find a review from someone that is so far different from my taste, and then I sort of compile them, and I go like, okay, this is information, let me sift through it. Um, I think that's what you should do in today's culture, and I think the fact that reviewers are, willing, are not willing to do that and consumers are unable to do that uh, is what's really fucking up this conversation about quality versus opinion, mm. in my opinion. So right. I feel you. I've thought about this, too. Yeah. it's kept me awake a couple times. It sucks, uh, man. Yeah, it does.
1: Because, I mean, this is the the industry that we live in, and it's mm-hmm. just, what the fuck are we going to talk about? <laughs> just
0: Thanos, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Thanos, I think. Did you have anything else to add? No. Nah. Nah, okay. Talking about Thanos, uh, we're going to go with the fucking Infinity War. And uh, talk about it. Infinity Wars? Infinity War. (laughs) Infinity War. War. (laughs) War. Fuck. Infinity Wars.
2: Uh, War. uh. Avengers Infinity War. What did you do? What? Nothing. Uh, Nothing. Chris, I'm going to edit this episode. (laughs) What the hell just happened? Infinity (laughs) War. Avengers
1: Um, Infinity War. uh, Avengers Avengers Infinity War is a a PG-13 movie. Came out 2018, listed as a fantasy science fiction film. It runs two hours and 40 minutes. Uh, The rundown is Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, and the rest of the Avengers unite to battle their most powerful enemy yet, the evil Thanos. On a mission to collect all six Infinity Stones, Thanos plans to use... Uh, The artifacts to inflict his twisted will on reality. The fate of the planet and existence itself has never been more uncertain, and everything the Avengers have fought for has led up to this moment.
0: I absolutely hate that rundown.
1: (laughs) You've never liked one rundown ever. I that's hate. Almost, that's. I liked a
0: couple. There's a couple of ones. Not one.
1: I can't remember. Every every time, every time I finish a rundown, I turn and then it was like that didn't communicate anything about the story. That is. Par for the course. You've you literally been literally been two and that. a half
0: years. That has to be one. That's has to be one.
1: You know, Mathematically, I have to give that yeah. up. Maybe, maybe Statistically, there has I feel like one. I have a good memory about it, but <laughs> <laughs> math beats us all. <laughs> <You> know, <honestly. laughs>
0: math us Sorry, defeat I like that all. argument. <laughs> I think I'm right, but yes. math beats everything. It does. Okay? <laughs> I have to
1: concede. <laughs> I have to concede to um. math.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty
1: sure there's no God, but but mathematically speaking, like
0: mathematically speaking, there's <laughs> an universe so there is one. So fuck yeah, me, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Infinite number of possibilities. Yeah. Um,
0: all right, so that rundown is bullshit all right uh i think that rundown is nothing what the (laughs) what the movie was of course
1: it's It's, uh directed by anthony and joe russo it stars robert Downey jr chris helmsworth and mark ruffalo and the writer is christopher marcus and stephen mcfeely
0: are those the only starring credits that they gave
1: those are the three main starring credits well no yeah well no those are the starring credits because everyone else is listed under them yeah
0: that's weird. I I expected this to be you know sort of starting like an ensemble cast like, like I Tony mean, Stark and Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth are really, are definitely the main guys. Yes, but they have the same amount of runtime as everybody else in the film.
1: No, um, uh, Thor and Iron Man have more runtime than everyone else except for Thanos. Yes. Yeah, but maybe. They no, they do. I mean, I'll look. I don't want to. Well, I'll look it up on on break. But they literally do.
0: No, I mean, yeah, sure. It's what like a, I mean,
1: you know, you get paid for screen time. Like how yeah. long you're on the screen. It's like that's and that's why they they were they are where they are. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, and that was the issue. Getting it to the movie yeah. was um um you got to have skin in the game. Skill and this this is what I mean by having some skin in the game. All right, um, the first Guardians movie, mm-hmm. the very first Guardians movie. Um, Chris Pratt, uh, Pratt plays uh Sky Lord. Star Star Wars. Star uh, Lord. Star Wars.
0: <laughs> Sky Wars.
1: Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so to get, so, <laughs> so to, to to prepare for this role and you know he's coming out of out of um, Parks and Recreation right. I believe it was Zero Dark 30 that he did. It was, a, or it was The Hurt Locker, one of the two. He was in either Zero Dark Thirty or The Hurt Locker. It might
0: have been Zero Dark Thirty. It was one of the two. No. That
1: was uh, directed by uh, Catherine Bigelow. So he, he did he did do a very, very mm-hmm. good performance in a movie, but he never starred and held down a huge blockbuster movie like a Marvel movie and right. Guardians. So this is the first time coming to the table. So number one, did you see what he did to his body from leaving Parks and Recreation Oh, he to buffed that shit up. Incredible. Yeah. Because his face is going to be on the fucking poster and you... Chris Pratt have to sell this movie. You got to go to Jimmy Fallon. You got to go to Jimmy Kimmel. You have to do it, and your performance has to be A1 because this is on you. Same thing with Iron Man. When you get the Civil War movie, you have who who has to have skin in the game? Uh, uh, Because Avengers Civil War, there's a lot of people in it.
0: There is, but, th- but the ones that have to have skin in the game is, is Captain and Bucky.
1: They have to have the yeah. skin in the game. These are the ones that are going to have to make the rounds. They're going to have to make sure their body is tight. they got to make sure their acting performance is as good as they possibly can for it. you know, They're the ones that are going to have to actually sell the movie, and if it flops, then it's on their two, not on their two heads, but people are looking at those two specifically but, yeah. you know, for, for a movie like that. With yeah. this movie, I'm like, who has skin in the game? Who, who has skin in the game? Now, Robert Downey Jr., I think he did all right. He did it right like he no. does what he normally does. Thor, uh, Chris Helmsworth. I'm like, "All right, you brought it. You know, you 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 brought it to the table."
0: Interesting but about Chris Hemsworth, like from the first Thor movie to like now, there's definitely been like a huge shift in approach to the character Thor.
1: Oh, we'll definitely get into I, that.
0: Which I which I which it definitely needed and I think Hemsworth has been doing fantastic. He's been doing a great job as Thor. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So. So. I mean. You, you. can see that. That he actually cared and put the effort into it. Even right. his body was still rock hard, chiseled. And they found found a way in writing mm-hmm. to kind of explain off Chris Pratt's body. You know, the fact that he doesn't have to shoot another Guardians movie for for another nine to ten months. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be on a Hollywood diet to where he's not eating food right. and having a glass of air and water for dinner in order to get his body in this kind of shape. He just has to show up to the to the Avengers movie. That's not even his movie. It's right. not his face isn't on the thing. So he can show up 30 pounds overweight and mm-hmm. then in, in the script you can explain away like oh why is he looking like that right now like yeah you know you're one sandwich away from being a fat ass it's <laughs> like the same in the movie like the the literal um in the uh, script yeah so i'm like who has skin in the game and it's just i'm looking throughout the entire cast look at don Cheadle. Do you remember? What, do you remember Don Cheadle in yeah. Iron Man Two when Terrence Howard got fired because he wanted too much money to be a, War he was Machine? Phenomenal. He was good in the first one. Yeah. You know, so, uh, Terrence Howard was. So then they brought in Don Cheadle, and Don Cheadle. No, I'm, not
0: talking about Terrence, I'm talking about. I'm Don talking Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Was no, good. No, when he up, Don yeah.
1: Cheadle is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, do you remember what his body looked like when he first played War Machine in Iron Man Two? Do not.
0: Well, well. He must have been pretty buff.
1: He, he was he was he was cut. He was right. defined, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like he wasn't like super swole, or whatever. But then look at him in his first shot in the uh, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Still got the man titties, the arms flappy. I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, you didn't prepare at all as far as like getting yourself in a position to play a superhero. Right. Like no skin in the game. Just looking at so many people, that, or 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 T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. he looked like he could give zero fucks about being there. But- it, it's just like there was the only there was only a few characters that i felt like really even gave a fuck mm-hmm. you know but that's that's something completely to the side. But I w- want to get on to what you were saying about Thor, mm-hmm. about Thor's character, the change from Thor One, which I really like. Thor One, yeah. Thor Two. I think
0: Thor One is a fan- is a fantastic superhero movie. Me too. I think it's really good.
1: Me too. Thor Two, man. but <laughs> you know, Thor Three is is good.
0: Ragnarok, like yeah, like looking at Thor One and looking at Thor Ragnarok, which yeah. are like I think the two good Thor movies. Yeah. yeah. They're good in entirely different ways. Yes. And and Thor is good in entirely different ways yep. in both of those movies. Yeah.
1: No. Now this is now this is where I want to get to the lead up. So going from from those movies, I believe the the introduction was Iron Man one. Mm-hmm. All right, so so we got we got Tony Stark, and in the comics he wasn't as snarky, witty a, as Robert Downey Jr.'s character is playing him. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. You know we need something to attach ourselves to, and something to get us glued in right. to this new universe that you're creating for us. And Iron Man and Tony Tony Stark is going to be that kind of character. I'm like, all right, you know, but then why? My, this I'm just going to go ahead and get to my main point cuz I'm no, talking d- a feel, lot today. Feel, dude, feel free. Why is every character in the MCU a goddamn comedian now? Yes. Every single one. Like all right, so so like I said, the transition of Thor, you you know, you you were a serious character and now you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Rogers, um you you were a serious person now I am Steve Rogers. Right. What's, uh, you know, that line from uh, "I am Groot." I am Steve Rogers. Yeah, 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 Every yeah. single character is comedy now. To where his point, you can't. There's not even comic relief. There's not even comic not? relief. The whole movie has it's a, just has a comedy. Comic, comic yeah, but you know I'm saying you can't. There's no, nothing to be relieved from. There's no big build up of tension, and then be like, "Oh, we need some comic relief to relieve this tension." It's just joke after joke after joke.
0: I think that uh, that's an interesting. Idea, mm-hmm. because I've been I've been fascinated by that since Iron Man two came out. Yeah, uh, because yeah, Iron Man one was a even though like Tony Stark is that snarky sort of overconfident mm-hmm. playboy persona the tone was still different. Um, the tone of Iron Man one was pretty consistently gritty. It
1: was, you know, he's yes. a weapons
0: arms dealer. So he mm-hmm. gets shot in the heart. He had severe risks yes. in the entire movie, uh, and and so that carried on to maybe Thor one. That carried on to like sort of the first phase of the Avengers. I mean, the the change was Guardians. Right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that first phase of the of the the Avengers universe, the Marvel universe. Every movie had kind of like this sort of gritty, somewhat gritty, but still quirky. Yeah,
2: there was comic relief. Yeah,
0: there was comic relief, but it wasn't overwhelming the entire movie. Yeah, and then I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and they and it was an action comedy. Yep. Uh, which very much fit the theme of Guardians of the Galaxy. It made lots of money. And it made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And it it happens because that's the character. You got Mm -hmm. misfits, rebels. They're going to be a little funnier, going to be a little snarkier, Mm -hmm. and they're going to have unhealthy coping mechanisms that justifies all the comedy. Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is an action comedy. Yes. Every movie before Guardians of the Galaxy was an action movie with Mm -hmm. comedic elements. Yes. Uh, And so after that shift happened... Everything started to get funnier. The tone started to get lighter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Every risk and every battle just sort of felt like going through the motions because you know
2: yeah.
0: that they're not at any real risk. Yeah. Because they've already announced 25 movies. <laughs> you know? So, like... Yes. <laughs> I think that part of like, that problem of perception happened because one movie that was funny did very well, yep. and then they just went like, well, fuck it. Let's just put that tone in everything.
1: This is selling. I mean, yeah. We're, yeah, this is a corporation. We need to sell more like this. How can we sell more? Right. Do more of this.
0: Do more of that. It yeah. worked one time. Do it. Yeah. Um, which, sorry, fair enough. If, if, like, if you make a movie, if you want to make action comedies, make action comedies. Mm. But don't confuse the tones they're and extremely tonally every Marvel movie after Guardians of the Galaxy has been extremely confusing
1: I mean it's it's, it's so comedic mm-hmm. and, and and my issue like I said I, I watch Thor and it's like I'm not one of those people that gets so caught up in the source material to like oh it's nothing like the source material they did not they did this different they did that different right. could give a fuck you're using the characters that's what I'm here for yeah. like as long as you te- you can tell that story completely different but if your writing is done well then I could give a fuck it doesn't really matter it does not yeah. matter I got hooked into the comic because great writing right. great story so as long as you that's
0: all the comic books es- all oh, That's all the, com- <laughs> yes. the comic books are not spectacles no they are a story yeah uh, Marvel movies started telling really good stories mm. and then turned them into spectacles
1: yes they very much and,
0: are and that's sort of been the problem for a long time and it's kind of why I've been off the bandwagon for Marvel on and off because mm. I like Spider-Man Homecoming I yes. like the Ragnarok They're mm. really great experiences yeah Spider-Man Homecoming I think is the most grounded of the Marvel movies because okay. Spider-Man as a character is that funny sort of smart assy comic relief Guardians character.
1: Guardians is too as well. Ant-Man, like those some of the characters that are supposed to be that way, I'm okay. completely fine with that.
0: Right, right. Uh but uh Spider-Man happened to be the movie that I thought was really well made mm-hmm. and had all of the things that justified all that
2: comedy. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and then uh, Thor Ragnarok, I liked too. It was really funny, but it definitely felt tonally inconsistent yeah. with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which everything that leads up to Infinity War continuity wise, mm-hmm. it's amazing what they've done. Yes. They've set up ten years of filmmaking. Yep. And they pulled it off extraordinarily well. Oh yeah. In being that everything makes sense, it's a completely cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. And you marathon all of these movies in the correct order of the timeline, and you get a really cohesive story. Yes. And that is amazing. Oh, I yeah. cannot take that away from anyone in these productions. Not at all. No. That is genuinely a feat in filmmaking. Yes. Um, that being said, every time that we reach a new face in the, in the sort of cinematic universe, yeah. I cared less and less about the cinematic universe. Mm. Um, because what happens after you break down the human component of Tony Stark made something, and now he's got to deal with it? Mm. Uh, Okay, you got Ultron. Now he's got PTSD. Yeah. Uh, How do you deal with Tony Stark with PTSD? He's funny? Yes. How do you deal with uh, Doctor Strange suddenly realizing that he can't use his arm, so he has to learn a completely new way of life? Mm -hmm. He's funny. No, no, Mm -hmm. no. Dial it back, look at the drama of the character, and see how a character will react to that situation. Yes. You'll get a much better story. It's okay if Doctor Strange becomes funny. Sure if he becomes along funny, the way the pro- yeah.
1: there's a process behind that sure right. but
0: which how- is what happened to thor interestingly enough mm. which thor became funnier the, the, yeah,
1: they they wrote it the way that Thor became funny, but it just it it became an issue for me because, like you said, you're just selling funny right. for the sake of money. Yeah. You know, like the, I, I I enjoyed the process of the the abomination which was Thor two, right. you know, <laughs> but but helped us get to what Thor three is, which I really enjoyed. Right. You know, but now you have all of these characters from all of the universe and everybody's a goddamn comic. You know, but um, I want to get into how much I like this movie.
0: How much you like this? I think I think this is a this is a super interesting movie because we're both like so cynically charged from all the other movies. Uh, (laughs) There was go on, go on.
1: All right, um, one one of of my favorite quotes was um was when Peter Quill he was like I'm gonna ask you this one time where is Gamora and Tony Stark was like Yeah I'll do you one better Who is Gamora (laughs) (laughs) and Drax was like I'll do you one better Why Why is is Gamora Gamora?" (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. I love that confrontation scene yes.
1: too. It was like, who the fuck are these guys? Like the Guardian show up for the first time, they're all like against Thanos, but they've never met each other. And just right. people with powers, they don't know who's on whose side. It was like, who, what? What does he say to him? It was like, uh, who is your? Who, who do you serve? Right. It was like, what, what do you want me to say? Jesus? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs>
0: We're from Earth, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I I love those little moments. Mm -hmm. Those like moments of comedy that fit perfectly fine. I loved it. My other favorite line was in the middle of like the confrontation with Thanos, Mm -hmm. uh, that Thanos just throws a moon at Iron Man. Oh yeah! And Tony Stark just goes, "If you throw another moon at me, I will fucking lose it." Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed so hard at that scene. And those are the moments of the movie that I love. Yeah. That cheese when they're playing the cheese. Oh,
1: so cheesy! Yeah.
0: With a purpose, yeah. like it's it's cheese, but mm. it's there to it's make you laugh. Cheese, it's yeah. funny, mm-hmm. uh, and and that is great. Oh, that, yeah. Those are the moments that I really really enjoyed about yeah. the movie, and they they're sprinkled in throughout the entire movie. Oh yes, there. They, there's never a lack of that. Like the movie never gets too serious. No, which I have a problem with because mm-hmm. the movie is supposed to get serious.
1: Because this is the pinnacle of everything we've been waiting for for ten years. Right, yeah.
0: and it does get serious. Mm-hmm. At the very end, it dives a little into seriousness. Yeah,
1: I mean, and they did a little bit of that with uh, with Thanos um, shedding a tear for his daughter that he "quote unquote" loved, which right. I had a. Still have a problem with the writing and how convenient that scene was. Yes, you know. So, so uh, Gamora, Gamora, and as like I said, nothing to do with 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 the with the comics and and, and the source material, mm-hmm. but just how they got from point A to point B in in this movie. In movie yep. So, so Gamora, Gamora tells um t- tells Chris Pratt's character what Star Lord. Yeah, Star Lord. Yeah, uh, she tells Star Lord that um I I have information that Thanos doesn't have. So if um if he captures me, then you promise me that you'll kill me. You know, so then that, that advertisement ultimately comes to fruition. Thanos has, has Gamora, and then he's hesitant about killing her. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he pulls the trigger, which is turned into bubbles. He's not able to kill her. Right. You know, so um, so then he take, Thanos takes her off, tortures his sister for information, finds out that she knows where the Soul Stone is, and then he was like, okay, well, I need you to take me to where it's at. Mm-hmm. Conveniently enough, the Soul Stone requires a sacrifice. Yes. Very convenient. And what kind of sacrifice does it require? The one someone you love. Yeah, not someone what some, well, yeah, I guess it was a soul. The soul yeah. of so a person that you love. Yeah. Oh, and I conveniently have the only thing on the entire universe that I actually do love. The only thing in the entire universe. And and matter of fact There was no information like this. Is kind of geeking out a little bit because Mm -hmm. there's no real information about him loving his daughter or anything else. Truly loving them, you know, because I mean, his true love was about power, domination, and balance. Which is why they
0: give us that really drawn out, cheesy
1: love. I mean, uh, the cheesy um crying before he's throwing his daughter over the over the thing, the slow motion, yeah, the 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 back from when the daughter like trying to set up that maybe he does care about her. I absolutely hated that scene, man, all the way. Like I don't. Think, I here. think
0: it was convenient writing. I don't have yeah. a problem with the convenience of the writing. Mm. I have a problem with the emotional delivery of that scene. Okay. Because they try to convince me that Thanos and Gomorrah have this, re- this antagonistic relationship. Yeah. But there's a hint of love in those. Mm. And and they and of course he adopted her, he like kidnapped her as a child, yeah. so like she kind of grew with Stockholm syndrome. Mm. And that's heavily implied throughout yeah. the entirety of Gomorrah's characterization. Yeah, especially or, your sister. Especially yeah. your sister. Yeah. But we just haven't had enough time with Gomorrah. Yeah. To really get that, to yeah. really get into the relationship between Thanos and Gamora, yeah, uh, and I get it. There's 700 characters that they want to get through. Yep, that's fine. But if she is a plot device to get the Soul Stone, mm. spend a little bit more time on that relationship with Thanos, uh, because then it doesn't seem as convenient or as mm. thing as it actually was. Yeah, I hated how long that scene took. Yes, because uh, uh, I I knew I know that Thanos loved Gamora. Because they unquote. told me that.
1: Yes. They yeah. told it yeah. to me. Yeah.
0: But I didn't feel, feel that, that he loved Gamora. No, no. So that's my problem with that scene. Like, was there ever um, a
1: moment... That you, where you question, where if it was him getting what he wanted or having his daughter, like before that scene even came up, like no, there was even, no no question her that it, it's like. But I'm saying even before you get to that point, it's mm-hmm. like you know that he loves nothing. Like he will destroy his daughter in order to achieve what he wants to. He mm-hmm. didn't even have to come down to that soul thing. Let right. it be anything else in the universe to where it comes down to this or what I want. Right. You know, he's choosing what he wants. So it's just like I. It, the the love thing and it, it was just very convenient and I didn't enjoy. I that absolutely part. agree.
0: That yeah. element of the movie did not work for me. Yeah. I would have much rather him just fucking grab the soulstone out of someone and then just rip it away, and that would have been fine with
1: How it. you got do it? Um, the
0: I that scene took way too long. There were a couple of scenes that I think were really annoying. Mm. Uh, most of them were with Vision. Uh, I found wack. those. I found them incredibly annoying and, quite frankly, way too long. Mm. Uh, I get it. Vision's got the mind, so You're making this big drama like he's not going to die. We know he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Stop almost killing him four times in a row mm-hmm. and then kill him. Like by the second time, by the, th- no, by the third time yeah. that Vision almost died, I turned to Giselle and I went like, just fucking kill him already. Mm-hmm. I'm done watching another scene about fucking people trying to save Vision. Yeah, Kill the motherfucker or just let it happen
1: do you know what I shouted out what? while I was in the theater as Spider-Man was dying and <laughs> then people were like, Oh no, not Spider-Man. He can't be dead. And then a black Panther, you know, mm. Oh no. And there was a lot of black people in the theater. Mm. Oh no, I can't believe. I'm like, he, no, he's not dead. Nobody's dead. <laughs> Nobody is dead. Shut up. You know, cause I was, p- cause I'm like, it doesn't even make sense. Like why would you think that he's dead? Like Tom mm. Holland is under fucking contract. To chala Chadwick Bozeman is shooting Black Panther 2 in five months. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like how? Like this is it doesn't make sense. It's like you don't even have to go to Google to, to find that to find that out. Just just simple connecting the dots of Black Panther was one of the biggest movies in the history of movies, like a few months ago. No. And they're gonna kill off their main character and never bring him back. Are you you're upset yelling at the, the screen because you have seen him die and think no, that's not fucking happening.
0: Yeah. It's not happening. Like, oh. that's a. I I totally get that. I totally get that feeling. That's one of those problems that I have with this big, big, long term movies. Mm-hmm. Don't give anybody any information. Mm-hmm. If you want to really sell that emotional impact, which you don't, because you want to advertise it to as many people as you want so they can buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. But if you don't tell me that Tom Holland's making another three movies, because yep. then if he disappears, as sad as the scene is, I'm just, eh, he's going to be back. Yeah. Like, you, you know
1: who I, who, like, when, when we discussed it before the movie, yeah. like, those are the things that I was really thinking about. I was like, well, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is coming up, right? You know yeah, what that yeah. means. You know, you know um, uh, Chris Evans' contract is coming up. So you know like, what I was
0: really hoping for? What? I was hoping that fucking Iron Man was going to die at the end of this movie. Sure. Like, yeah. I wanted that contract to end be done at the end now. Of this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted Captain America to be out of the picture by this movie. Yeah. How fucking interesting would it be to have an Avengers movie... Where they have to kill the baddie, where Iron Man and Captain America are nowhere
2: to be found, like that really would be interesting.
1: That w- they will put themselves in a very hard place as far as yeah. writing because they're detaching themselves completely from source material at that point. Yeah, yes. But it's like if you, if they feel like they're good enough writers, and that's all that I care about, mm-hmm. give me a great story.
0: And I, I, I like apart from that, like I think that was that would have been an interesting experiment, really? which I know it's not going to happen, yeah. but it's an interesting idea. Uh, my my biggest. Problem with the movie was that emotional consistency. Mm. You know, like they want you to feel heavy things. You know, they want you to think that Spider-Man is dead. They want you to think that Star-Lord, I mean, Gamora is actually dead. They want Mm. you to think that a couple of people actually died. Mm. They killed Loki in the beginning, which is kind of like an advertisement. they say like, hey, no one's really safe in this movie. And then you didn't kill Vision for three times in a row, Mm. where you could have killed him in the first couple. Don't make me think that your movie is going to be Games of Thrones. When mm-hmm. it's a Disney Channel movie, yeah, you know, yeah. don't make don't fucking play that bait and switch, yep, kills like the quiet plays did it perfectly, they yep. killed the kid at the beginning,, and know. I knew immediately everyone was in danger, mm-hmm. and nobody was actually really safe, yeah, uh so I felt tension, yeah, if you're going for that kind of tension, sure, kill lucky at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh kill someone a little bit more important too, so that we can really tell that, oh, fuck, these people are not kind of fucking yeah. around. Yeah. If, if Loki had died, mm. and then the first time that Vision got in danger, mm. he just fucking died. Yeah. I would have been you know, be like, okay, fuck, maybe I'm, I have to get ready <laughs> for someone to like really take a beating, mm. you know, really be put out of commission. And that would have sort of helped heighten that emotional heaviness. Mm. But because they're so bugged down by that tonal inconsistency of wanting to have uh, comic relief mm. without nothing to relieve from. Yeah. The movie never feels heavy. It always Not feels fun and jovial yeah. and like sure the universe is We're like in little, peril. Yeah. <laughs> we're dying. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. And I really hate that about a lot of the Marvel movies. Mm. That's been the problem since Guardians One. Mm-hmm. And Guardians One was a really good movie. It was, yeah. Anything after that has kind of been contaminated by that. Mm. Uh, and that's been my problem since. Yeah. So I didn't like how the movie wanted me to treat it and how the movie actually worked itself to being treated. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I felt like they wanted me to feel one thing and then they played the movie to feel me feel another thing. Yeah. Uh, which is annoying. Uh, that being said, there is a lot I like about this movie.
1: There was my favorite scene, um, f- favorite action scene was, um, I think it was at the first 30 minutes of the movie. And um, there was like, oh, we we've got a Hulk. Yeah, and, and that the, was my favorite scene too. You know, Hulk comes out, and then he's just slamming the like he's doing the Hulk thing and slamming mm. the fuck out of Thanos. You know, punching him up, and then, and then everybody's about to come help Thanos. He's mm. like, no, 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 let him have his fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the Thanos after taking the the first couple of licks, it kind of reminds me of. Um, Uh, snatched after Brad Pitt, you know, gets punched (laughs) a few times, then gets up, you know, Thanos, he stretches it out, you know, gets ready, then comes in and just starts boxing on on fucking Hulk. Like, getting in on the chest, getting in on the ribs, slamming this motherfucker down. He knocks the bitch out of Hulk, you know, to the point to where Hulk refuses to To show show up up for the rest of the movie. He was like, Hulk, I need you to come on. No. No. Did you see what just happened? That has never happened to me in my life. I didn't even know that was possible for somebody to out-Hulk me. So, no, I won't be coming out again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I genuinely, that scene, that's, okay. My favorite thing about the movie Mm -hmm. is the visual spectacle of the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. The movie
0: looked phenomenal. Yes, it did. It was Mm well-directed. The action scenes were well-choreographed. Yeah. That fight scene with Thanos and Hulk, it looked amazing. Oh, yeah, it It looked really good. Like yeah, the dude. movement was there. I mm. felt the weight of those punches. Yeah. It's not easy to do that no. in a movie, especially like Marvel has had shitty action scenes before. Yep. Uh, and they nailed it. I feel like Anthony and Jerusa really knew how to direct a fight scene. They knew yeah. where to put the camera yeah. and where to move it and how to move it so that it registered as a hit. Yeah. And that was impressive. I really enjoyed all of that. Yeah. The fight with Thanos once they make it to Titan, mm. uh, I really like that scene. Everyone worked together they really well. Yep. The, the way that uh, I love Iron Man's uh, Artemis armor. The oh, nanotype. yes. That was so That sexy. was amazing. Yeah, and Spider-Man's time. armor, too. Spider-Man's armor was really Ooh. fucking good. Mm. <laughs> so, like, I love the visual spectacle. I love the way that characters moved. I yeah. love the way that characters sort of talk to yeah, each other. Yeah. I really loved the direction of the movie. Yeah. I think it had. Re- it was well directed, yes. Yeah. And which is an improvement from, mm. let's say, the little. Uh, listen, sorry, Whedon, but they <laughs> out directed <laughs> you really hard.
2: Uh,
0: it's it's not just Whedon. Like, you can mm. tell that it's somebody that knows how to handle all these things mm. without being cheesy. Yeah. And I partly well, blame Joss Whedon. Well, being cheesy yeah. without purpose, you know? Okay. Um, like, being bad, cheesy, mm. as I would call it, right. uh, being schlocky. Joss Whedon, I think, is partly to blame for the tonal inconsistencies of the Marvel Universe. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> yes. Because he's the one that started... Started
2: Avengers. As,
0: well, started Avengers, but he's the one... He's very just. You can always sell a Joss Whedon movie mm. when characters talk like no one ever talks. <laughs> They're like It's quip after quip after quip after quip after quip. Mm. There's never a serious line. Mm. And if there is a serious line, it's immediately underplayed by a quip. Oh yeah, and uh, Doctor Strange is the best example of this. There's a dramatic moment where the, the he finally puts on the the robe that he has, the cape. Yeah. And and it's a huge dramatic moment, and it should play for emotional weight. Mm. And then there's this little moment where the he like like slaps the cape away because the cape wants to touch him.
1: Oh, in the uh, the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Why? <laughs> That's not uh, Joss Whedon. Though, it's is not it? a Joss Whedon, yeah. but it's
0: a symptom of the Joss Whedon. Um, contamination of the uh, Marvel Universe.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's like a gift and a curse because um, right. the first Avengers movie was really, really good because it was different and Joss Whedon was adding that element of like the schlock and entertainment value. High entertainment right. value he was adding. But then with that it's like the same thing that we got with the Guardians movie. It mm-hmm. was like, okay, with all the movies that we've had before and then you have a different take on that and then it sold really, really well. So we need to find <laughs> more people to keep doing that. And then you get Guardians like, oh, you just took it to another level. Level of that same comedy show. Okay, we're going to keep doing that. Right. So, I mean, it's just getting further and further and further removed from anything that has, like, true sustenance and value to mm-hmm.
0: it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so those are the parts that I think this movie... This movie suffers from a lot of the other movie's flaws. Sure. It doesn't necessarily... Like, I think the movie itself doesn't suffer from it as hard mm. as the others movies do, mm. but because all the characters from the other movies are, are all there, in it, yeah. it has to carry over. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this movie suffers in the emotional department. Yeah, um, Because you have to be funny. You have to be snarky. Do you you do have to be Thor. My fa-
1: My favorite snarky, funny character yeah. in this entire movie Peter Parker.
0: Peter Parker's so fucking important. Peter Parker. I love him so much.
1: One of them um, when um when he's he's first in there with um who was it Mantis and Drax and uh he he's like he points to them he's like oh, what exactly do they, do they do? Pointed to Drax and Mantis. What exactly do they do? And Mantis is like kick names, take ass. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? You know, or when he's um he's with uh, Dr. Strange yeah. and he was like oh, oh hi I'm, uh, I'm Peter Parker by the way. He was like oh I'm I'm Dr. Strange. He was like oh we're we're using our made up names. Uh, in I'm that Spider-Man. case I'm Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: or he um, was like, uh, do, you, do you remember that really, really old movie to where like the creature crawls inside of their, their stomach and then comes yeah. out of the belly? You're talking about aliens? It's like, I love yeah. like that he's supposed to be like a 16, 17-year-old, and he's talking to Robert Downey Jr. To Robert Downey Jr., you just said really, really, really old movie yeah. when that that movie came out when I was twenty, you know. You know, for him, you know. So it was like, that's not that's a good movie. He's like, no, get the fuck out of here, kid. Right.
0: I actually like the relationship between Stark and Peter Parker. A lot. I've loved it since yeah. Homecoming. I yeah. think it's been great. Oh yeah. And there's that moment where like, if you goes like, I I don't want to hear another pop culture reference from you. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, at that point of the movie, was just kind of like, good. I don't want to either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yep. And like the I feel like the the Peter Parker is kind of like the fourth wall character. Mm-hmm. Where like he says the things that all of us are kind of thinking, thinking about. Yeah. and then Tony Stark shuts him down, and he goes just like ah, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I like that dynamic, yeah. and I think the relationship between Tony Stark and Spider Man is the most effective one I, in it's, the it's, film.
1: it's a uh, father son dynamic if yeah. we had one at all, you know, in, in this type of film. Right. I um yeah yeah I have I have to agree yeah I like that yeah. a lot. I the
0: the one thing I didn't like about Iron Man in this movie mm. is that Pepper Potts is still in the picture i don't give a fuck (laughs) about about pepper (laughs) i don't give a fuck about like she's in the skull try to set it up and she's like oh you need to come back down immediately bitch i'm in a spaceship saving the world that was so whack that
1: intercom thing like get the fuck out of (laughs) here like what come back down to earth right now you get back down here like no no we got no time for that
0: uh fuck you i'm saving the universe yeah um so I, i don't care about pepper pods i've never cared about her yeah um Doctor Strange, he was a hype. Right. He was there. Yeah, he was there. He, was he there. did his thing. Yeah, uh, I love Benedict. Uh, I just don't think he's got a lot to work with. Benedict Cumberbatch,
1: what character? Oh, that's who plays a yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, he does a very good job, but I mm-hmm. just don't think he has a lot to work with. Uh, he just—he was just the guy that had the stone. I, I
1: like that they—they they played him the um, the two most mature characters, mm-hmm. uh, played them him against the uh, Iron Man, and yeah. had them going back and forth. Uh, I love that dynamic. They were and, really fun, and then seeing what what that came to in the end with the saving of his life it was like actually was like, because as, actually I don't care for this person at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, what Tony sucks is about, about Doctor Strange. Like I don't like him at all actually, mm-hmm. but um. Uh, well, there, there was another relationship that, oh, the, um, I didn't care for Star-Lord's character in this movie almost at all. I, neither did I. You know, cause it's usually like when he's, when he's alone and he can kind of be a goofball a bit, but then he's able to, um, to rise to the occasion mm-hmm. and be the, the hero in this movie he's just a clown goofball. But also you know?
0: he he's the reason why everything got fucked.
1: Because <laughs> he's a clown goofball in yeah, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just like uh, he he doesn't add anything and it's like your humor. He had one funny moment that we've seen in the trailer, the yeah. you know, that's a good plan. If your
0: plan is good, but if we make it my plan, it yeah. might actually be good. That one, yeah. Good. That's it.
1: Yeah. So it's but uh, but yeah, like I, I wasn't a fan of what he brought to the table in this yeah. one at all. I was Rock-
0: really hoping I was really looking forward to Star Lord and Iron Man mm. in the same shot. Yeah. Because they're kind of the same personality. Mm-hmm but one's a little bit more like punk rock than the other. Mm. So I thought that would have played off well, but I, th- I, I feel like they didn't land it. No, it did not go well. Not at all. Um, Rocket Raccoon,
1: Raccoon had a, a lot of good lines in there Raccoon when he he was um what it was like uh, <laughs> when he's talking to Thor he was like this is Thanos we're talking about he's the toughest there is Thor was like well he has never fought me Raccoon was like uh, yeah he has <laughs> Thor was like well he has never fought me
0: twice <laughs> <laughs> and the Raccoon just have to concede that they just like,
1: <laughs> like all right what like, the fuck guess, yeah. there was another one I didn't write this one down but um he's looking at he's looking at Bucky mm-hmm. and he was like whoa how much for that gun yeah. he was like it's not for sale he was He's like, okay, well, how much for the arm? And then he just walks off and he's like, I'm going to get that arm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. like Thor and Rocket's relationship, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. I think that was like a really cute uh, reminiscence of like Groot and Rocket mm-hmm. in the first movie. Okay. Where they kind of yeah. had like fun oh, yeah, banter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I liked that a lot. Mm. Uh, I liked, uh, I, I really like the editing in this movie. Mm. I think the, because again, it's an ensemble cast. So you have a lot of characters. Yeah. And I never felt like we spent too little time with a character mm. or too much time with a character. Even if Tony Stark and Iron Man get the most screen time,
2: yeah. and Thanos, uh, and
0: yeah. Thanos get yeah. the most screen time, I never felt like they overstayed their welcome. No, and I never felt like they underpresented their welcome. True. It was always like, okay, we spent twenty minutes with these guys. Yeah. We've gotten all the available information that we can get out of this. Yep. Let's move on to the other scene. And I like uh, a lot. Of, I saw these people complaining about this uh, oh. about the the subtitles of where they were. Uh, when they cut into like another establishing shot. Oh, yeah. What's the problem um, with it? I, I don't know. Uh, some people didn't like it. Uh, yeah. They didn't really read too much into it. Yeah. Uh, some people think it's lazy filmmaking because you're just telling the audience where everything is. But mm. we're in seven locations. Yeah, I mean, uh, fucking on. Give me, yeah. some, we're, give me a reminder. Yeah. You know? We landed in Titan. We're nowhere. Like, we have seven locations. There's flashbacks. Yeah. shit gets confusing. Yeah. Tell me where we are. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, where, that, we, where
1: are we going? You know where. Because <laughs> like, it's spelled, you know, no instead of like, not yes, but no. Spelled like K N. Yeah, K N O.
0: And so those nowhere. are nowhere. You can nowhere. Tell us where we're going. <laughs> nowhere. Uh, when Thor went to the, and and it just gives you an excuse to have really clever editing for location because mm-hmm. hey, where are we going? Uh, the the nowhere. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> cut nowhere. Nope, nowhere. <laughs> uh, you you can shrink down a lot of time with that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it works really well for this movie because yeah. there's so many characters. Yeah. And they're all happening roughly around the same time Mm -hmm. like there's never an illusion that something happened like five days oh no the thanos thing and all's happening roughly at the same time and we know that and i think that works well for this movie because everything sort of converges at the end
2: Mm
1: -hmm. like Uh, all all this is happening thor is off somewhere trying to restart the heart of a star but but, all this other stuff is still happening at the same time oh now he just now got his axe made by now this messed me up a little bit as far as um I couldn't tell what they were doing with Peter Dinklage's character. Right, was he supposed to be a giant or a dwarf or a dwarf He's a giant? giant? Dwarf. Okay, because because yeah. like, when the, the scenes where the, he was by himself, they didn't do a good job of making him look like a giant right. because of the well, what's the word I'm looking forward um, to when you put one object next to a, uh, another one
0: relative size.
1: I guess, yeah, like size. Uh, Force perspective?
0: Force perspective. Force perspective, yeah.
1: yes. Yeah. So, so it's like you're behind a steel beam, you know, so it's like if you're actually a giant, then you should be like halfway up that beam instead of the beam behind you is at the floor right there.
0: That's actually just, like, this is tangentially. Mm. But that is a planet where the stars of that race yes. live. Yeah. So that's but, his but, normal size. It didn't seem like
1: I mean no. so it, it's like he's a normal giant so like the buildings would be a lot bigger for giants. Right. But then when you have Thor walking around in there, like it just didn't just, seem uh, like okay. a giant place yep. when Thor is in there. Then Thor goes away and now it's a giant place because the giant is there by himself. Like, and I, I don't have beef with that. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. It but just, it happened. It, d- it was yeah. there and it happened. Yeah. I get it. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I, I, I didn't care much for the planet. Mm. I didn't care much for the dwarf yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know his name. Peter Dinklage's character.
1: I was surprised they even brought him in there. He's in the comic, so I was surprised that they brought him in there. But I was glad that they got him in, and got
0: him out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he did his thing. Yeah. Um. He made the axe fuck off. I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But those are those are like the neat little things about the movie. Mm. It knew when to go mm. and it knew when to get to the other thing. Mm. Like it's it's it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that. I didn't linger too long or anything. Uh...
1: Except for the fucking after credits. Why, you fucking ass clowns? That shit was on purpose. That was yeah. like ten minutes of credits. That was
0: fifteen. Yeah, That's that what was fifteen minutes. Of credits. That
1: was the longest credits of any Marvel movie yeah. that I've sat through. Sit yeah. dead ass. I went to the my movie started at 6 p.m. I had to get there like remember I, I left from podcast and I was mm-hmm. going to a 3 o'clock showing I had yeah. to go see my grandma real quick but um, going to a 3 o'clock showing I got there before 3 sold out. The next yeah. the next showing was at 4 sold out. The next showing was after that was at 6 so I was like alright go ahead and buy a ticket go home come back at 5 o'clock no you can't go inside this theater and sit down you have to go wait in a line yep. to get inside the theater so I waited in the line from 5 o'clock until 5.30 then 5.30 they let us sit sit down and sit in there then wait from five thirty until six twenty for the movie to come on, and then didn't leave the theater until after nine o'clock at like night. It's like
0: a six-hour deal. Y- you know,
1: like from f- I got there at five, left after nine, so it's like if you can. I was by the time those credits finally ended, I was pissed.
0: <laughs> See, <sighs> I, I, I I knew that I was going to be there for a while, yeah. but I knew like, listen, this is this is a two-parter. There's not going to be an after-credits scene. Mm. They started the cre- They started the crawl. And I turned to Giselle and she's like, listen, there's not an after credits. Here. There's not going to be one. Why are we both here? Okay. And I just went like, all right, fine. You sit. You fucking sit here. I'm mm-hmm. going to go pee. Yeah. And then I went and peed. Came back. Still fucking credits yep. happening when I came back. Yep. I saw it five minutes later. Mm-hmm. And then I just sat there because she, wants she was to already there. there. Yeah. And then there's a fucking after-credit scene. Like yes. when fucking Samuel L. Jackson showed up, I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, mm-hmm. you cocksuckers. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, fuck you, but that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I laughed at it.
1: With <laughs> the, the after-credit?
0: Uh, I love the fact that they put the after-credits after, after the 15-minute
1: Oh, yeah, they out. trolled the fuck out of his fucking ass clowns. Well, no, it's not a true troll, because what, what was. um. Didn't they do something with, like, uh, Captain America or something? We waited for a long time, and then they showed Captain America for, like, five seconds at the end, and he, he said something? Yeah,
0: he was just like, uh, sometimes you wait and nothing good happens. Yeah. yeah that's, like, the thing. Yeah, like, and that's like, a, I laughed really hard at Yeah,
1: him. like, that's a true troll. Yeah. Like, I fuck with that. At least they actually gave us something, right. you know, but I didn't even care for the content. It was just an advertisement for... Um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. you know, in, in reality. Um,
0: Star so Trek Homecoming, that's what it was. It was Homecoming uh, when okay. they did that. Um, okay, so we've talked about, like, pretty much all the good guys, I think. The relationship were mostly fine. I really liked the contrasting relationships, like Mm. Stark and Doctor Strange, uh, Star-Lord and Strange, Mm. uh, Peter Parker being the comic relief and all of that. Uh, America, Captain America, and um, who was the guy that they rescued at the beginning of the movie? Was it?
1: uh, They rescued it.
0: Yeah, they picked up in the Vision. Captain America and like all that crowd, like Vision, uh, with Scarlett. It was nice to see Scarlett Johansson again. Mm. It was nice to see Mark Ruffalo with Captain America again. Yeah. Uh, I like those relationships. Captain America in the movie a lot less than I thought it would be. Mm. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, I thought it was really. I was good to see Mark and not see Hulk. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, the the you know the, the interactions with Loki and Thor, the beginning of the movie was really fun. Mm. Um, but my favorite part of the movie, and I say this, you know, completely honestly, was Thanos. Oh yeah, like okay. Thanos was easily. I think the most interesting character and, yes. the, and the most interesting personality of course yeah. in, the, in the movie oh yeah which makes sense, but i would be, I would even go to call like I would even go as far as to call this movie a Thanos movie and mm. not an avengers movie, you know, like this movie is really about Thanos and, I mean, yeah
1: it should be yeah oh yeah
0: and I, and I think that 's interesting yeah. uh, that they chose to do that because it kind of takes away the pressure from like, the Avengers and having them mm-hmm. win. And it puts the goal back on Thanos. Like, yeah, yeah Thanos is the bad guy, mm-hmm. but he's kind of the one that you empathize with the entire time.
1: Yes, yeah, that they, they try to have you empathize with him. Yeah, right. And I kind of is he is he not right?
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, at some point, at one point in the movie, I was just like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah. Like, I, I can't say that I wouldn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like
1: if you can make everything that you, if you can balance the universe and make it better, but the cause I mean, but to, to get there, you're going to have to crack a couple of le- uh, eggs, yeah. you know, to make your omelet. I might crack a couple of eggs. <laughs> yeah, so that's what he's saying. It's like, hey, mm. I want, he, he ultimately wants peace. And happiness yeah. and balance throughout the universe. Like, his ultimate goal isn't, like, Frieza to just destroy everything in the universe. Right. You know, it's like he wants balance and harmony. Like, like truly. Like, you, you can tell that that's what he wants. But in order to get to that, you know, he believes that the ends justify the means. Right. And to get there, he has to eliminate Big trillions of I don't know what comes after trillions. Universe. Yeah. <laughs> half the universe. Yeah. Um
0: and I thought that, and what I really liked is that they gave you examples of that working. Mm. Even though it was like Thanos the one that said it. Yeah. But you know, they give you like I killed half the people on your planet and mm-hmm. now it's a fucking happy planet. Yep. And they always like gave you hints that like he only kills half the population. Yeah. And you're just kinda like Thanos, man, you're doing you're kinda doing it smart. Yeah. <laughs> like as far as bad guys go, like yeah. you're kind of the, the least bad bad guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. And uh, I really like that. I liked I liked the performance mm-hmm. of Thanos. Like yeah. I know he was a mostly CGI character, but the guy that they chose to do the voice and the body acting yeah. moved very restrained and, le- and like regal, and yeah. I think it carried over to like what Thanos is yeah. really well. Yeah. You know, he just came by to pick up his pizza. That's yeah. all he wanted to do. He's mm-hmm. just gonna I'm just gonna get the Infinity Stones. Yep. And you just so happened to be in my way, yep. so I'm, I gotta I gotta crack the eggs. You gotta do it. Yeah, and yep. like he even he didn't even kill Tony because he was just like I like
2: you.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know if um, I thought that might because he he said his goodbyes to Tony right. at one point too. You know I hope I hope that people remember you well. I, I, I you have my respect. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I don't know. I feel like with his character, he's not like a vindictive, vengeful type right. of person. So if the half the population, I feel like would have been at random. You it know? did happen at random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to, yeah, like picking these but, out, you know.
0: Yeah, he didn't stab t- like Tony with the intent to like really like he gave yeah. him a chance. Yeah, is what I am saying. Okay, you know? yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, he was just like, I hope people remember you. You are a good, good man. Yeah. Uh, and and I like that about him because he's not just bad, bad, bad. No, he's a guy with a motive. He's yep. a hero of his own story. Yes. And and that's very much very believable throughout yeah. the entire movie. I think he was the for me he was the best part about the movie. He was. And like just the way that he dominated every single scene mm-hmm. he was in. He showed up, and you were just like, stop him from closing his hand. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. that man is going to close that hand. There's <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, I think that was really great. The confrontation with Thanos and Titan was mm. really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I love that they all kind of worked together, even though they just met. With the, like the portals and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man yeah. jumping through them. That, that was, was really nice. fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, the Artemis armor is fucking fantastic. Is fuck. looks really good. Yeah. There was a shot that I laughed really hard, and I was the only one that laughed at this. All right. It was uh, when Thanos is beating the shit out of Tony Stark. Okay. He has a helmet. His armor is kind of breaking down. Oh, yeah, he's he's breaking out of yeah. And he punches the helmet off of Tony Stark. Yeah. He looks at Thanos like, what the fuck just happened? Yep. He looked just like the white guy blinking meme when Thanos. Oh, him. I know
1: what you're saying. Yeah, just yeah. fucking
0: put what, and then the armor grew back. and <laughs> yeah. I fucking laughed mm. so hard at that That's scene, funny. <laughs> and I was the only one in the theater, and I felt like an asshole because it was a, <laughs> like an emotional scene. Yeah, but it was fucking funny.
1: It's funny, <laughs> uh,
0: and, and, and and so I love that whole confrontation with Iron Man. Mm. I loved that I I'm, I was sad that they killed Spider Man because he's kind of he was kind of my favorite guy.
1: But he's not dead. Killed him. Killed That's him. what I'm saying. That did. It, it made it made no impact on me whatsoever. The right. only impact it made was make me angry that are you even showing this and trying to insult my intelligence with the thought that I might feel something about you showing me something that is not real. Right. Like, it just angered me, if anything else.
0: Uh, But the, I keep making the joke that they milked his, like, disappearance like, they way did. too hard. Yes. Because uh, everybody's integrated in two seconds, and yep. he took, like, 20. I don't, <laughs> just, I don't feel too good, I Tony. I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. I don't, don't, <laughs> don't want to go. And it's true. Like, I felt sad about it. Nope. Because... I like the character, and I like Tom Holland's performance as Spider Man. Yeah, and I, for a second, I believed that nope. he was in pain no. doing this, but then I was just like, "Ah, oh, fuck, he's not that." You know, of course, like, no,
1: like no. that's it. It yeah. just that that whole last five to ten minutes no. just pissed me off. That it did the opposite. The the effect that they were going for the, did the, the complete opposite for me.
0: You know what I think would have been a better. End to the movie. You just when he snaps and, and it flashes to white. That's, and the, we, we have the that's exact right. same yeah. thought.
1: That's where I wanted to go because you know what that means. Or and it's kind of ambiguous. Like, hold on, did he just wipe out the entire universe? Did right. he wipe out half the universe? What's going on? And then you get to the next movie, and then you just are left with what you're left with. Right. You know, but no, they had to go. It was I feel like it was exploitive You know, but what, yes. what they did—they they're using these kids. I mean, these um, these these heroes and these fake deaths. You know, just to you know exploit set you up emotionally. emotionally
0: for them coming back at them in like, a triumphant way. Yes, the second movie, Yeah,
1: see. So I'm just like, uh, no. I get it. Not a fan. No. no.
0: If they had ended the movie like fucking ratted that snap mm. and then everything went white, I oh. would have been talking so much much oh. better. about Oh, this oh movie. shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, that would be different. Damn. Yeah. Like,
0: my reaction when that happened is just like, if this ends here, this is amazing. Yes. That was my We're on idea the, same the entire on that. time. <laughs>
1: We're on the same plane. <laughs>
0: so, but I love Thanos. I love his quest for the Infinity Stones. Yeah. I love that this movie wasn't about the moral dilemma of, like, you know, deleting the entire universe. Mm. It was about Thanos. He's going to do that shit. Yeah. And then he did it. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. There's no faff. Yeah. And that was great. Right. Um, I, I think overall, I think it's a very successful epic of a movie Mm. uh and i mean that in the genre way not in the quantitative in the qualitative way no yeah yeah uh i think it's a it's a very successful epic of a movie yeah and i think that the action components are really really well done Mm -hmm. i think the character interactions are well done for the most part yeah there's a couple of parts that don't deliver in the emotional a couple of jokes that don't land Mm -hmm. a couple of like heavy emotional moments that just don't land either Mm -hmm. But they're not enough to damn like hamper the entirety of the movie for yeah, me, yeah, they're just kind of there. I acknowledge them, but they're fine, sure. Uh, but I think overall this is a like as a, like as an Avenger movie goes, I think this this is below Iron Man One as one of the the best put together Marvel movies, you know. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would have to, like, go through and look at how I would rate all of them. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, a 1 out of 10, I give it an 8. So, yeah. it's like, I can think of other Marvel movies that I've rated higher than that. Right. I don't know how, where they fall. But for this yeah. one right here, it's like... I for me, a, Iron
0: Man 1 is still the best Marvel movie.
1: Uh, Guardians 1 is yeah. my favorite. Uh, if I, I'll have to go look again and say which is the actual best. But yeah. Iron Man 1 is definitely up there. Yeah. 100%.
0: So, Iron Man 1 is my top one. Yeah. Like, that's my, my top Marvel movie so far. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to put Infinity War, like, right underneath that one. Mm. Like, I think it, it does a very good job. Mm. And the Marvel Universe is very well put together. Mm-hmm. I give it a 7.5. It's not bad. Um, mostly because of all the writing problems and yes. the total inconsistencies. Yep. But that I enjoyed myself watching the movie, I yeah. had a fucking fantastic time. Same. I had a really, really, really fun time. Me too. Um, but those problems are still there. Yeah. You know, so... See, I'm excited to see Infinity War 2. You see how we talked about the problems, but we still like the movie? Right, yeah. Like, it's almost as like if you can make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: you can have an opinion. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, all right. We, we, we're good. We're good here. Because, like, that, that's the whole thing. Like, why can't we, like, why the thing that me and you just did, no. that thing that we just did here for the past hour, why can't the, we do this in the world? All the time. 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 Things that aren't perfect still, you know, they have their place. Yeah. Shit. And man. they work
0: fine.
2: Yeah.
0: I think I think fantastic uh epic action movie. Mm. Uh not a fantastic action comedy, but a fantastic action movie. Mm. Uh I just wish the comedy was toned down a little. A lot. And I wish that um and I wish we we, we, we had we could have seen more of like those relationships that worked mm. and a little bit less of the ones that didn't. Agreed. Um but yeah, I mean, 7.5. It's a solid movie. It's the biggest movie of the year. Everyone's going to be talking about it for like the next month and a half. Uh, and then when it comes out on Blu ray, I'll probably buy it.
1: I think that's pretty good ratings. Yeah. A I eight think and so a too. seven and a half. That's like a 7.75.
0: Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. yeah you, I'll let you do the math.
1: That's, I'm not, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. So yeah. yeah, go see that if you have not
0: yes Uh, and we've talked for a long fucking time so we're just gonna go right into the television and movies Mm -hmm. Uh, boop Welcome back, television and movie premieres.
2: Hey, hey,
1: hey! hey, hey. Uh, this week in television and movie premieres, Tuesday, May the eighth through Monday, May the fourteenth. Uh, the first one doesn't start until Friday, May the eleventh. Uh, this is the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's an adventure family uh comedy on Amazon uh this is a cartoon that came out in the 1960s Another
0: cartoon
1: Oh, okay well yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing, but they just updated it and made it you know for now
0: oh okay yeah i thought I thought it was like I thought for a second I thought it were gonna go it was like a live action oh no nah. like they did with woody woodpecker nah. and was gonna be like that eh. was so wack.
1: I watched it I went to uh, I went to Tennessee my sister had a had a baby or mm-hmm. I, my niece and um I seen the Woody Woodpecker movie on Mm Firestick, and there were other kids around, and I had my daughter, so I was like, "All right, let's just put this on." It is trash, bro. Oh, it's trash. It is a bad movie. But Coco was good. I watched it. Coco was was good. good. Coco was good. All right, but uh, but that's the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, The next thing, the same day, Friday, May the 11th, Evil Genius. It's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, the latest true crime series produced by the Duplass brothers uh, is a four-part look at the bizarre 2003 crime known as the Pizza Bomber Heist that begins with a pizza delivery man attempting to rob a bank <laughs> with a bomb strapped to his neck and leads to a manhunt, a gruesome killing on live television, and the unraveling of a criminal conspiracy. This sounds like something the Duplass brothers would deliver us.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, I, this, hap- this happened?
1: No, it's a real story. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Because uh, I've seen people try to tell the story. There was a movie with Jesse Eisenberg that was about the same story. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know how good that movie is. Wow. Um, but it's, it's of course the Duplass Brothers are making this
2: movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love the Duplass Brothers because they show up in, in things. I'm just like, they don't even have a pattern.
1: Oh, No. <laughs> They're Definitely just kinda don't.
0: picking whatever they want. Yeah. And I I, I enjoy that. I Same. enjoy that. Get it, get it, Duplass Brothers. It tells, yeah. <laughs>
1: and the last for television this week is someone that we both uh, really enjoy, uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin oh, yeah. Sm- Kevin Smith has has a stand up special called Silent But Deadly. Uh, it's gonna be on Showtime at nine PM this Friday.
0: Is it gonna be is it a stand up special or yep. is it like a like a talk like he usually does? It's
1: has? what it usually does. I okay. mean it's it's him standing up and talking and okay. yeah. So that's, that's his comedy special, Silent But Deadly, on Showtime at 9 p.m., so definitely tune into that. Uh, there's only two movies, and the first one is Life of the Party. It's a PG-13 movie, 105-minute runtime listed as a true comedy. Uh, the rundown is after her husband abruptly asked for a divorce, a middle-aged mother returns to college in order to complete her degree. Uh, starring Gillian Jacobs, Melissa McCarthy, Debbie Ryan, and Adria Arjona.
0: X-Files, Gillian Jacobs?
1: No, that's Killing Anderson. No, No, this is the one from uh, The Community. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Life of the Party is a comedy. Wow, I feel um, like
0: an idiot after immediately after saying that. I feel like an
1: idiot. <laughs> i fuck up names all the no. time. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is in it. So, I mean, if you're into... You you pretty much know exactly what kind of comedy this is yeah. when you hear Melissa McCarthy. So, if you like comedies like that, I'm sure this will be right up your alley.
0: I don't know what to fucking think of McCarthy in it because she's got no. a movie coming out. It's like a proper drama.
1: Oh, the series? Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and, and I'm just like... I yeah. I had you in a box, and then now you want to jump boxes. Yep, yeah, she what does. The fuck is happening.
1: Yeah, so
0: does. now I, now I gotta watch a serious movie and see how I feel about her.
1: I want to do an experiment with you yeah. because ever since you've been alive, Tom Hanks has been a serious actor. Yep, and he started off as a comedic actor, and his first three movies are pure comedy slapstick. What are his
0: first three movies?
1: Oh, because uh, one-
0: I've I've seen Big.
1: Not, well, You're Big is a comedy, yeah. but, there's, but there's one where he's um, building a house with uh, Shelly Duvall, I think her name is. Tom Hanks movie list. Yeah. And it's like pure comedy. He had, um, here we go. Tom Hanks, IMDb. Because
0: I think my first Tom Hanks movie was Forrest Gump.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's a huge one. Yeah. In The Burbs. That's, that's the one of the earliest ones. That's still on Netflix. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Right. But it's just, it's just a, a weird thing that you know someone that is in one box, you know, being very serious, mm-hmm. but he started off in a completely different box, and it's even thinking about it now, like I forgot, like how did you get? Here, when you were Melissa McCarthy, kind of, you know, right, yeah, it's it's a weird thing, but yeah, that's
0: interesting. I'm curious to see what Melissa McCarthy is doing in the other box. I yeah. want to know how she fucks that up and what she brings, not yeah. fucks that up in a bad way, but she, like she fucks the rhythm up yeah. that she's got. Yeah, uh, I want to see that, and then, uh but I gotta watch some of those Shirley Hanks movies because I have no idea.
1: They're they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Listen, uh, oh. Like
1: uh, like the burbs. Like it's it's good in like a cheesy, campy, you know, right. type of way. But it's like no, like I'm not going back and watching those. Like, <laughs> nah. But uh, let's see. What's the other movie? The last movie is Dark Crimes. Matter of fact, no. What the fuck is this a re-release?
0: Yeah. No. don't We talk about this.
1: No. But it's it's a new it's a new Jim Carrey movie.
0: Oh
2: oh oh yeah 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 yeah. 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 yeah.
1: It's yeah. uh it's rated R. It's a 92 minute runtime. It's a crime drama thriller. Uh, Let's see, a murder investigation of a slain businessman turns to clues found in an author's book about an eerily similar crime based on the 2008 article, True Crimes, a postmodern murder mystery. Uh, This is Jim Carrey and three people that I've never heard of.
0: I hate that shit, postmodern. Like, I get it. It's a genre. Postmodernism is a genre. Yeah. What the fuck does that really mean? You know? Uh, Postmodernism. Like the future? (laughs) Like. I guess. Yeah. Every person uses it differently. Every yeah. critic, like postmodern horror movies.
2: Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. It's a horror movie. It's a horror.
0: It's not a post... Postmodernism implies that it's going past the tropes. The current of what's happening. Yeah. Right, right, right. But it, it implies that for, it's like if you get a postmodern horror movie, mm. it implies that the tropes that made horror movies happening are subverted mm. and replaced with something else. Yes. You know, and they're not quite used. Like The Babadook mm. has been labeled a postmodern horror movie. It's just a horror. It's a fucking horror movie. Yeah, it's a it's horror. not a postmodern. Postmodernism doesn't exist in the sense that you're subverting the tropes. No. It just means you're presenting them in a differently and fresh way. Yeah. That's really what that means. And when people say postmodern anything, I immediately question the authenticity of your claim. And now I don't want to see your fucking movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Dark Crimes, it was totally fine. I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. I want to see Jim Carrey uh, jump that box again because he tried it with number 23. I like number 23. And I it liked it a lot, good, too. But
1: I liked it, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I liked the movie, too, but it wasn't critically successful. No.
1: The Majestic uh, wasn't critically successful. I haven't seen that one. Uh, the only one that it was... was uh, Well, no, he's, he's had a few. Uh, Man on the Moon, where he did Andy Kaufman.
0: Right, but... Um, even so, that's still kind of like on the edge of comedy. Uh,
1: Truman yeah. Show. Truman Show. No comedy there whatsoever.
0: There's uh, It's a well, funny no, movie. Well, no, I
1: can't say whatsoever. Like, it's yeah, a funny the situations movie. situations are funny, but it yeah. is kind of dark because of the situation that he's in. Right. But yeah.
0: But it, is, it isn't like from, it isn't going from the mask yeah. to, to number
2: 23. Or, yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: It's like there's, he's still very much in that physical embodiment of, funny in yeah. the Truman Show and, and Man on the Moon yeah, is very much doing what he knows how to do. Number yeah. 23 was a really big departure Huge. from what Jim Carrey was. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed the movie. Mm. I thought it was an okay movie. I haven't yeah. seen it in years.
2: Me neither.
0: Uh, but I'm curious to see how that translates after he's been out of the game yeah. in the big screen for a long time, yeah. uh, I think it'll be interesting to see Jim Carrey in that.
1: I'm going to wait for Jonathan to tell me how this movie is. Because like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to see it. And I, you say you're probably not going to rush out to go see it. Right. Jonathan will, and he'll but, let us know.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I'm going to wait until Jonathan <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs>
1: I know one of my friends is interested in it. So, I mean, yeah, that's how I'll get that
0: information. <laughs> I'll get the rundown eventually. It's yep. really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, listen i don't have anything else to say no. uh, i think thank you for listening uh we will see you uh next episode yes um and uh my uh, let's do the run let's do the, thing. Oh, yeah, the yeah, closing yeah, thing yeah, yeah. uh you can find us on twitter or underscore ffs podcast you can find us on facebook at the ffs podcast and you can find us on stitcher SoundCloud, itunes podcast app and google play music app under the name from Film sake and uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Chia.
1: I'm at T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey.
0: And that's it for today's episode. Uh, we will see you next time. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, enjoy infinity. War. Cheers.